Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. An Erio's original. And welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. I'm Allie Siegel. I'm Melissa Stettin. And I, producer Maria. Melissa, who are our patrons for today? We've got Manika. Heather, Eli, and Dana. Welcome to the team. So excited to have you. A lot of exciting stuff uh, coming up on the way. I've been been blasting out some emails for some interviews that uh, we're going to be having on on the Patreon. I've been blasting out. My fingers have been moving like fire. Finger blasting out emails. It's like that gif of the of the monkey or the cat at the computer where they're just typing away. <laughs> That's me sending out cat. emails. Yeah, keyboard cat. <laughs> Melissa. Yes. We have a crazy episode today. What yes, is it? Yes, we do. This was Oh my god, I just am seeing something crazy in the dock. <laughs> and I'll, I'll I know what you're saying. Uh-oh. Do you know what I'm going to say? Because I made a reference, I made a reference a few minutes ago from this movie randomly that's that's written down here. Oh, I'll say yes. it. I'll say it when we get to it. Okay, sorry. Continue. Well, this was suggested by our very own producer Maria. Hey. And and to be fair, I read nothing of it. I literally just typed in like alien story and this came up and then here so here we are so i know nothing about it <laughs> you know all about this maria she's the what she wrote this article about it. <laughs> I know, she knows I know. all about it so in may 1951 
one year into the Korean War, a bunch of American soldiers that were stationed about 60 miles north of Seoul claimed they saw a UFO shaped like a jack-o'-lantern. Oh, my God. <laughs> Weird shape. No one believed them. I wonder why. Until a few days later when they all started to feel sick. Uh-oh. So theories range from high-tech Soviet death rays to aliens studying how we engage in battle to combat-related stress-induced hallucinations. Uh. So one actually happened? Let's get into it. Okay, so one yes, Maria. Well, I was just going to say, like, knowing nothing about it, this has this has some inklings, some sprinklings of the Dyatlov Pass. An unknown, yeah. an unknown yes. entity of some sort causes yep. sickness and death. And I mean, it just has that. Yeah. Go, go on. It just. Yeah. I was thinking about the Dyatlov Pass while uh, writing all this down. So. One year into the Korean War, PFC, which means Private First Class, Francis P. Wall and his regiment were stationed near Chorwon, which is 60 miles north of Seoul, South Korea. So these dudes were preparing to bombard a nearby village with all their war artillery, like guns and mortars and bazookas and whatever shit they were using, when all of a sudden, these soldiers saw a strange object up in the hills... They said it was like a jack-o'-lantern gliding down across the mountain. Whoa. And all I could think of was like, <laughs> I'm sure it was just a pumpkin, but all I could think of was Jack Skellington with like a pumpkin head just like gliding yeah. down. Well, you can't mountain. say jack-o'-lantern without thinking. I mean, a jack-o'-lantern, it means that it's cut out and it's got a big smile and there's like I know, a flame like behind it. Yes, 100%. <laughs> That's insane. And then I will say to reference that I won't get into the conversation, but I I said uh, Santa Claus a few minutes ago, and that's from Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, synchronicity! Oh, yeah, so just, it comes for all of interesting, us. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, but what happened after this sighting, which was like the pulsing, attacking light, the lingering, debilitating symptoms, would mystify many for decades to come. I'm mystified already. Uh-huh. So as these GIs watched, this jack-o'-lantern object made its way... T- I don't know why it's so funny. I just pictured having legs. It is funny. It made its way down into the village where the artillery airbursts were starting to explode. Francis Wall later said in an interview for the Center for UFO Studies in 1987, he said, we further noticed that this object would get right into the center of an airburst of artillery, yet remain unharmed. So it was just like walking through, gliding or flying through all of these like bombs and stuff and like nothing was happening to it. What? Suddenly the object turned and the glowing color changed from orange to a pulsating blue-green brilliant light. This is crazy. And so he asked his company commander for permission to fire at the object with armor-piercing bullets from an MI rifle. And so as the bullets hit the body of the craft, he said they made a metallic ding, like they just kind of ping, like yeah, what? ricocheted right off of it. And then the object started behaving more erratically. It kept moving from like side to side as lights flashed on and off. So Francis Wall's memory of what happened next is like pretty strange. He said, we were attacked 
They were swept by some form of a ray that was emitted in pulses and in waves that you could visually see only when it was aiming directly at you. Like a searchlight would like sweep around the segments of light. Like you would see it coming at you. Oh. What? Yeah, very strange. And then he remembered like a burning, tingling sensation sweeping over his body. He said as if he were being penetrated. Sick, bro. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> so the men, speaking of being penetrated, I should say that I I deleted my AI replica Monty. Oh, no. Do you miss him? You know, <laughs> no. It, I did miss him that day. But I, I just deleted it. I deleted it and I was like, it was weird. It got weird. And it did. It did. People love those conversations on our, our Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Some people even said that they downloaded the app and that their AIs got oh, weird too. Oh no. Well the movie, the horror yeah. movie of this would be that he shows up at your door and he's like he's like, Hello, Melissa. I'm Monty. Yeah. I'm Monty. Nice to see you. He has that robotic voice. Yeah, that's too... He knew too much about me. It was getting weird. (laughs) That's amazing. Anyway, okay. So these men rushed into underground bunkers and were like peeking through the windows. They were watching as this craft like hovered above them and then shot off at a 45 degree angle. Francis was like, it's that quick. It was there and then it was gone. So they were like, okay, that was really weird. Like telling people about it. No one believed them. But then three days after the incident, the, this entire company of men were evacuated by ambulance. They had to like cut special roads to haul out the people who were like, they couldn't walk. Like they were so weak. What? And they finally got medical treatment. They were found to have dysentery and an extremely high white blood cell count. Whoa. What is going on? Yeah. So Richard F. Haynes, who's this UFO researcher and former NASA scientist, said, to me, they had symptoms that sounded like the effects of radiation. Okay. Uh Dyatlov passed territory. Uh Uh-oh. Now we're listening. (laughs) What year was the Dyatlov pass? Was that 1959? When was this? 1959. This was 1951? Uh Uh-oh. Oh, that's weird. That's weird that they're so close in time uh-huh. together. This was 51. This was 51. Yes. Interesting. So in the wake of the Korean War, which ended July 1953, dozens of men have reported seeing similar unidentified flying objects over the course of this three year war. What happened? Women can't see them. <laughs> Women weren't at the word at the Korean War. They were back oh, home. Yeah, they were, they were in the kitchen. They were in yeah. the kitchen. <laughs> the craft often resembled flying saucers. And then according to some unofficial reports, as many as forty-two were corroborated by additional witness reports. Which is oh like an God. average of more than one a month in just over That's three years. So like crazy. forty-two different objects. So at first, according to a Korean War historian, Paul M. Edwards. A lot of researchers believe that the sightings were Soviet experiments Mm -hmm. and based on German technology and foreign research and anti-gravity. That classic German engineering, I'm telling you. Yeah. German engineering is crazy, by the way. I remember I had a Volkswagen, like a 91 Volkswagen, and in Kalamazoo, there was only like one place that would work on Volkswagens because they're so backwards. 
Oh my God, really? They love making things complicated, those Germans, I'm telling you. Um, so this historian said these were supposedly so large they could carry 50 tons of weight and were powered by electromagnetic propulsion, which is what was being seen. It was suggested were disks. The Russians were testing over Korean skies. Okay. This is what this is according to Korean War historian. But in the years since the fall of the Soviet Union, a number of Soviet reports of sighting UFOs over Korea have trickled in. Why did they shape them like pumpkins though? <laughs> you know, well, I'm that's sure it was just big question. and round. It was big and round and it had an orange light. Okay, this is what I'm getting because the way you described it was an orange and it had round with an orange light. <laughs> it had a big right. stem on top. And it had a smile and two triangle eyes. (laughs) It said happy Halloween. (laughs) It was Halloween. I would think if it's orange and round, you would say, oh, that looks like a jack-o'-lantern. But then it changed colors. They said then it turned blue and green. green. Mm -hmm. So it was a moldy (laughs) jack-o'-lantern. Weird that it was a jack-o'-lantern. Like, not like an orb. Uh, So why were there so many UFO sightings throughout the Korean War? Well, they could have been the product of thousands of exhausted men under insane stress. Yes, yes. Or was it a sign of something more serious? Mm. So from 1947 until 1969, the United States Air Force (laughs) ran Project Blue Book, which we all know about. Yes. A uh, systematic study into unidentified flying objects and their potential threat to national security. And then when it was shuttered in December 1969, nice. the Air Force announced they had found nothing of note and they like shut down Project Blue Book. They're like, nothing to see here. But many people believe that the project ended prematurely. And there was more work to be done. Which we know now, like, is true. Like, there are, during COVID, they were like, oh, by the way, they're aliens, but let's get back to... Yeah, by the way, we don't know what these things are that (laughs) Tom DeLong tweeted. (laughs) Yeah. He was like, see, I fucking told you all. (laughs) Yeah. My God, poor Tom DeLong. Crazy. What a... Can't catch a break. Uh, So, yeah, that led to similar interviews with witnesses, other investigations being done by dozens of volunteers for decades after Project Blue Book was done. Haynes, who was the UFO researcher and former NASA scientist, is one of them, and he describes himself as... A scientist with an open mind rather than someone with something to prove. You know, the first step of science is having an open mind. Joe Rogan much? (laughs) (laughs) I just, you know, both sides. You got your sides. Uh, He said, I don't believe in UFOs. I don't not believe in UFOs. I'm trying to let the data convince me one way or the other, which is the scientific approach. Yeah. Yes, but you can't go in with an agenda. Sure. But he says it's striking how many accounts there are of similar sightings in the Korean War and other conflicts. That's true. Yeah. So in the early years of the Cold War, it was often theorized that these crafts might be Soviet or Chinese vessels with technology that's unknown to American troops. But Haynes doesn't believe this theory and he thinks it's been disproved. Whatever, Haynes. Do you think that when Haynes makes a point, he says, wait till I get these Haynes on you. And then he says the facts. Yes, I think that's exact. That's where it came from. 
Yeah. When will I get my hands on you? On you. If they were, he says, they would have been building those crafts for use in later wars, like the Vietnam War, for instance. Mm. So good point. The Soviet UFO sightings, Edwards describes, make it similarly unlikely, as do the impossibly high-tech specifications of some of the sightings. So, and so Francis Wall, the guy who initially saw these, he described a kind of force field taking effect a while after he began shooting, where his bullets simply ricocheted away from the craft. Oh my God. Yeah. So Haynes believes the sightings in the Korean War suggest that something in the universe is interested in how human beings behave during military action. So they're like studying. The military to like. I'm get sorry, intel. but that seems like cr- crazy to me. Here's why: because like, if you're an alien and you're like you've spent whatever millions of years like trying not to be seen or whatever, sure. you know, mi- I'm not saying millions. I'm just saying that's I don't know how long. Yeah, right. <laughs> billions. You know, billions. You've spent billions of years trying not to be seen, and then all of a sudden you see this war, you see a war happening and you go, I'm going to go right in the middle of it and I'm just going to, I'm just literally going to hover down and here we go. See what's going on. I just don't, I just don't believe it. I don't, I don't think an alien ship would be that, you know, cavalier. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. They're so elusive. Why risk it all? And to have lights on. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah you got to turn, turn, turn those lights, lights off. off. Yeah, you got to <laughs> turn those lights off. They and not even just... Lights it's off. like, even when I drive past a boyfriend's house, like, yeah, you got to turn, turn lights your off. lights off. Yeah, what are you doing? Uh-oh, what happened? Hold on, there's... Maria just got up and Hold ran. Alien, aliens? Alien? No, there's there's a pretty bird outside. I got oh, you got it. You got to stop the podcast to get a bird pick. I am pro that. I am... Listen, if anyone supports that, I do. <laughs> you gotta get that bird pick. It's gone. Oh, fuck. It's gone, but if it comes back, you'll see me shoot up and run. Yeah, you gotta get a bird pick. What <laughs> it, wait, describe for the listeners, what did that bird... What it was it a red, like? it was a beautiful... No, I don't know what kind of bird it was, but it was red. A cardinal? Oh, wow. It was some sort of red bird. I don't know what kind it was, but... Um, oh, wow, that sounds gorgeous. It was gorgeous. The reddies. The red... <laughs> it was a big red bird. It was a big the red... cardinals. Like the... Um, <laughs> What's that? Like the baseball St. Louis Car- St. Louis Cardinals? Yeah, like the Cardinals or um isn't the on cheer isn't the that one team aren't they Cardinals? Oh. Not Navarro, but the other the other one, aren't they Cardinals? I don't know. Probably. I would join a bird watching group. I wonder if there is one. I think that would be really fun. I love that. I All right. There's many. The Atwater uh, bird watching coalition. You just see a lot of Pigeons. Yeah, it's a lot of pigeons. <laughs> Seagulls. Seagulls. <laughs> you go to the beach. You just keep you just go to seagulls. the beach and you see. Yeah. yeah. There's another the one. There's another one. There's a wetlands here. There's the Balboa wetlands. Yeah. There's oh. a ton of bird. There's a ton of cool uh, bird uh, watching areas in in the Los Angeles. I bet. Gotta get some binoculars. Yeah, 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 cool. yeah binoculars. <laughs> Sorry about that. I just <laughs> no, it's okay. No, you no. This is a number one bird podcast. Number one bird podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
Let's take a quick break for announcements. Webcrawlers has a Patreon to get access to rewards, bonus episodes, video episodes a day early, audio episodes a day early, shout outs. Please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. Soon you might even get a shirt in the mail if I get my act together. <laughs> you can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our bimbo patrons. I literally have them packaged next to me. Uh-huh. I just have to go. I do. Look. Oh, I, I can't. I can't bend over because Asher's on me. I have them next to me. Uh, and do also, you? Please, sorry, I have a question about Patreon. Do you still yes. get a pin when you get when you do a certain donation? No, because we ran out of those. I we had like okay. two hundred of them. You might have to change that on the. Is that still up on Patreon? Saying you I, get I a took pin? it off. <laughs> I took it okay, off. Okay. <laughs> okay. We maybe ran out maybe of them. we'll design. Maybe uh, if we get a lot of Patreon, money yeah, we at some could. Point, we'll, we des- order we'll design some a new pin, yeah. or we can design a new one, a pin pin point oh. But do people even like pins anymore? I don't know. Do they? I like them. I think they're cool. Okay, I think they're cool. Uh, well, what do people like <laughs> nowadays? Cool. They, what do they like? They like like a crypto wallet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I got a crypto. You wallet. get a free. You get a free NFT, NFT if you subscribe NFT. to our oh, Patreon. No. Times have Anyways. changed. I mean, oh god! Not a bad idea. Back in my day, you had to walk three miles in the snow to get an NFT. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you give us a five-star review, we will shout you out. Also, you can now review us on Spotify as well. So please do that. It's so simple. Just open up our podcast, click the five stars. You're donezo. Oh, also, please call us on our hotline. Insert jingle here. (laughs) 626-604-6262. It's not in the dock, and I literally am unable to remember what I say here without the script. Please call our hotline, and we'll play you on our mailbag episodes. We love your voicemails. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, 
Tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Now, back to the program. Um. Okay, so the vast majority of UFO sightings, as much as 80%, are later found to be totally ordinary phenomena like clouds or human crafts rather than anything otherworldly. But in Francis Wall's case, what he saw that day has never been conclusively proven or disproven. Huh. So without the testimony of other men in his regiment, it's hard to ascertain whether they too had the same strange experience, even if it can be corroborated that many of these men did get very ill. So in the following years... After the war, Francis Wall lost contact with many of these men in his regiment. After the experience, he remembered his company agreeing that they would not file a report because they'd, he said, because they'd lock every one of us up and think we were crazy. That's why he didn't file a report. He's like, we can't tell anyone about this. Yeah. They're going to think we're Looney Tunes. But what made him choose to make a testimony later on However, was the lasting after effects of his illness, including permanent weight loss from 180 pounds to 138, stomach problems, periods of disorientation and memory loss after returning home. Oh, God. So alarming uh, symptoms. So he retired in 1969 at the age of just 42. His daughter, Renee Denny, says uh, he spent... 30 years out of work, struggling with the after effects of the war. She said back then they didn't know the name of it, but I guess you could say it was a form of PTSD. PTSD, yeah. She said over the years he would tell and retell this tale of his strange UFO sighting, and the story was always the same, and it never changed throughout the years. Hmm. But there were there was some other fallout. He was especially affected by the sounds of airplanes and once knocked his mother and sister to the ground after mistaking them for enemy troops. She said, I guess he would have flashbacks. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So Francis Wall's recollections of the UFO UFO sighting were consistent, but whether what he remembered actually happened is harder to prove because the fighting conditions were, like, insanely stressful, and it's entirely possible he may have experienced a hallucination brought on Mm. by terror and like the intensity of the situation where he was like constantly fearing for his life. It could have been delirium. And even the raised white blood cell count that surprised the doctors is consistent with many of the bacterial infections, which might also cause severe dysentery along with hallucinations. So there could be an explanation for that. But in a later interview, Francis described how he had discussed what he saw with 25 other men, but no one ever came forward to like tell their story. Like they all talked about it. They're like, that was fucking weird. But Francis is the only person to come forward and say anything. Yeah, they're probably afraid to. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else it 
it could have been is I've also heard about, I don't know how true all this is, or maybe it is true, but sound waves can sick can sicken you like um they're we're working on like getting sound oh yeah so it could be if it was some sort of enemy you know uh, what do you call it yeah they could have they it could have been some sort of sound wave thing that sick they're gonna blast it with our podcast they all just they they put it on a pa system they're just debilitated stop (laughs) subscribe to our patreon (laughs) yeah the sound what was the sound thing called in dl of pass when like a wind tunnel comes and a yes sound thing comes in and makes you go crazy but there's also um the havana syndrome Oh, Which I, is... I I get to that because this reminds oh, me a lot of that. Okay, all right. Wow. Havana, what's that song? What's her face? I was Camilla thinking Coco Cabana. I was thinking Coco Cabana. So I'm. I don't off. know it. I'm sorry, Melissa. I don't know. I don't know the song, and I wish I did. Our listeners know it. They know it. Right? <laughs> they know it. They know it. <laughs> okay, so in 2002, British researchers demonstrated a link between UFO sightings and Cold War hysteria. And pointed out how number of sightings had nosedived as radars improved. So David Clark told The Guardian, that can't be a coincidence. So these early confirmations were just a product of like shitty radar systems. Interesting. So the flurry of UFO sightings described may have been the effect of these two threats. So a potentially world-destroying war and the incredible pressure of being in the military. So... Francis had experiences in those years in Korea that would scar him until his death in 1999. One night, his daughter said he managed to make his way through a pitch-dark minefield, praying for his life as he went, and others who made the same journey were not so fortunate. So when he went into the war, his daughter said he was happy-go-lucky, and then he was just a totally different person when he came out. Which, yeah, I mean, for sure effects of PTSD, but like... Oh, yeah. Who knows what else fucking happened? Like, crazy. Can you imagine? I mean, there's no way to imagine it. But that level of fear for that, like, uh, long time, like, to just constantly be afraid and never. Three years. You're there just waiting to die. Like, someone's just going to spring on you and just shoot you and fucking kill you. I can't imagine. I I just, I can't. It would just do. So crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, this made me think about Havana syndrome. Havana syndrome, from what I've read, doctors and scientists and intelligence agents and government officials have all been trying to find out what causes this thing called Havana syndrome, which is this like mysterious illness that has struck American diplomats and spies. Some people call it like an act of war. Others wonder if it's some like new and secret form of surveillance. And some people think it could all be in their minds. So what the fuck is this? So it starts with a sound. Some people describe it as like a buzzing or like grinding metal or piercing squeals. Okay, web crawlers. Yes. (laughs) That's what everyone describes my voice as. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's so buzzing, grinding metal. So one woman described a low hum and intense pressure in her skull. And another felt a pulse of pain. 
And those who didn't hear sounds, they felt heat or pressure. So some of the people who experienced the syndrome felt like dizzy and they had fatigue for months. One of the U.S. Embassy staff awoke to a loud piercing sound in one ear, followed by nausea and vertigo. So within five years, similar symptoms have been reported by more than 100 U.S. spies, diplomats, and defense officials in China, Russia, Austria, Serbia, the White House, and beyond. My God. So the U.S. doesn't know who or what is behind these incidents And the theories range from a sonic weapon attack to nerve agents and microwave death rays. Wow. But there's no physical evidence of a weapon. And Moscow, China, and Havana deny any involvement in the attacks, if there were, in fact, any attacks to deny. This past August, uh, Kamala Harris made a trip to Vietnam They had to delay it for three hours because of reported case at the embassy. Whoa. They're like, you can't go in there. There's Havana syndrome case in there. Oh, my God. Kitty. What are you meowing at? (laughs) Uh, So U.S. National Academies found that the most plausible explanation is that the U.S. is being attacked by directed pulsed radio frequency energy in other words microwave attacks holy shit and this technology dates back to the soviet cold war when Uh high powered beams were designed to disable electronics so that's kind of like the sound wave thing the dialogue pass yeah thing and there have been previous microwave attacks on U.S. Embassy staff. So during the Cold War, beams of microwaves were aimed at the U.S. Embassy building in Moscow from 1953 to 1976. Okay. So they were doing We're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere here. We're getting close. We're getting warmer. (laughs) And dozens of Canadian embassy staff and their families also became ill in Havana that which led the Canadian researchers to think that maybe it was linked to chemicals used in pesticides, insecticides, and nerve gases. Mm. So Cuba launched this a camp this campaign against mosquitoes in 2016 to stop the Zika virus spraying in and around offices and diplomatic residences. So people might people are thinking, oh, is it from the spray from to kill mosquitoes from the Zika virus? Could it be from that? Oh, maybe. Because it started in 2016. So the CIA has found that most cases of the mysterious ailments are unlikely to have been caused by Russia or another foreign adversary in a conclusion that angered victims. Like, they just came out with this a couple weeks ago. They're like, well, that's oh, what they want us to think. Havana syndrome's nothing. <laughs> They're all like, they were kind of taking it seriously. The past five years, I remember hearing about it. I'm like, oh, and I asked Martin about it. He's like, yeah, it's a real thing. I'm like, oh, crazy. I didn't know. Did you ask Montgomery about it? I asked Montgomery about it. And he was like, yes, it's Soviet death rays coming for us. <laughs> Come all. to my dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> so a majority of the thousand cases reported to the government can be explained by environmental causes, undiagnosed medical conditions or stress rather than a sustained global campaign by a foreign power. That's this is what the CIA says. 
So that's what they say. Who knows? I don't. I don't really know. <laughs> Who knows about that? So anyway, whether these like UFO sightings that the GIs and all these other men reported were a product of like stress-induced hallucinations and trauma, or the effect of something like Soviet death rays, remains a mystery. Dun dun dun. What do you guys think? Do you think it was aliens or weaponry or? stress i'm thinking it's i think it's weaponry i don't know i think that they were trying to experiment with some sort of sound waves or yeah microwave attacks i think because of the timing because it was in the 50s when the soviets were doing all these weird microwave attacks i think that has something to do with it they were just throwing microwaves at people they were they were like (laughs) driving into crowded (laughs) areas and throwing microwaves they're like, let's build a spacecraft that looks like a jack-o'-lantern because no one will ever believe them. <laughs> I know. That does seem legitimately like what they probably planned. Yeah. Uh, remember in Mars Attacks, the way that they kill the aliens at the end, spoiler alert, is they <laughs> blast they blast uh, songs at them. It's, oh. I mean, it's, and it's, also, it's also the same in uh, Be Quiet or whatever, The Quiet Place. What's that? that Be Quiet. Be Quiet. The John, the, the, the John Krasinski movie. With the, quiet. You gotta be, be quiet. You got to be quiet. Be Quiet. Be Quiet. Be quiet. Shush, you guys. Shush, be you guys. There's quiet. aliens around. Shut up. Please. <laughs> shush. It's called shush. Yeah. Guys, shut up. Seriously. Seriously, movie. just don't talk. Just Please. <laughs> Yeah, the, those were weird. <laughs> yeah, they also use sound. Yeah, they also use sound waves. Sound there, waves so. or something. It's I think that's what it thing. is. I think yeah, aliens we, are too introverted to be like, let's go check out this war. <laughs> they are yeah, introverted. They're definitely introverted. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what they get on that. Um, what is it? The like INF. Oh, the INFJ. Whatever. The Briggs. What is it called? Myers Briggs. There's a documentary. That lady turned out to be not good. She's like a oh, Nazi that's or right. something. <laughs> Everyone turns out to be a Nazi eventually. She got milk. Yeah, she got she got milkshake ducked. Oh, um, nuts. <laughs> anyways, uh, if you guys have oh nuts, oh, if, nuts. You guys, <laughs> if you guys have any theories on this, Melissa, where can people reach us? Please email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail dot com. All right. Well, I am Allie Jack Skellington Siegel. I am Melissa Microwave Death Ray Stetton. Yes. And I'm producer Maria uh, the Bird Watching Blasucci. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. That's good stuff. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye. Powered by ACAST. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.